For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome to Rainstop Play. This is your cricket safe space. No football chat. We'll be going on here today and I'd like to welcome uh, my Unacademy Ask the Experts and we will be looking at uh, the first 20% of the IPL. 12 games in exactly and we thought there's plenty to chat about so why not have another IPL pod. Uh, so hello to the boys. Will, how are you? There is a Rajasthan Royals flag pretty sadly sort of drooping just behind you in your room. Uh, how are you feeling today? Yeah, that, that flag poetically collapsed just before we started recording, uh, much like our batting order today. Um, so that's that's my mood at the moment, the droopy flag. Uh, and our other Unacademy expert, Zach, you've been playing cricket again this weekend. Tell us of your tales of, of cricket. We do enjoy these every week. <laughs> yeah, so um, this week was an actual league game. So we played against an actual opposition. We played at a tiny little ground uh, in a place called Tong between Leeds and Bradford and they have, they have a pub there. It's just like a ground behind a pub. So I don't think I've actually ever played in front of this many people because obviously everyone's outside at the pub. Oh, they and they have, and yeah, and they put loads of tables along the boundary, which I don't think they usually would because obviously everyone has to be outside. So it was, it was I mean, it was a bit crazy because just obviously loads of kids running about and you're worried, you know, when I was batting, I was worried about hitting them and stuff, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, you were. Yeah, so we, we batted first and after 10 overs, we were 52 without loss, which is pretty good. Considering we have slow, slow openers are usually very slow. And then we suddenly, I was back at five, which is relatively That's a high. a bit high. Weren't you at eight last week? I was at eight last week, but I, I, I like to think of myself as a five, but I don't think I am really. <laughs> yeah, we dropped, we slipped from 52 without loss to 52 for three very quickly. Ooh. Both openers gone. Wait, so you're in the middle of a collapse here. You, you, you come in, to try and take the ship. Exactly. And okay. I steadied it. I steadied yeah. it properly. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, the village, I feel like the village mantra is if it's straight, defend it. If it's wide, you know, try and hit it. And yeah. they were, they were bowling very straight. So I was defending a lot of balls. And uh, I, I think I hit 10 and si probably about six or seven of my 10 were off the edge. One was a, yeah. a lovely uh, 
Joe Denley-esque fourth through third man. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're classic. And he's yeah, a classic. Yeah, yeah. Mate. So if you model yourself of him, that's fine. away. <laughs> and yeah. uh, what was your downfall in the end after you made 10 swashbuckers well, runs? It was 10 from, so 10 from 36 balls. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that is dull. But you probably cleared the pub, didn't you? The, the pub was like, I can't put up with this. I'll go back home, sit inside. I can't watch this nonsense. <laughs> Did you start getting yeah. heckled by the publicans? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, so yeah, and then I get told we get told it's the last over before we're going to do the minute silence before because Prince Philip's died. Uh, of course, we were going to do a minute silence at three o'clock, and uh, it was the last over before that. It was two balls to come, and then I was at Strong Strike Ascent. We run a single, and then I'm like, right, come on, Zach, it's last ball. Then there's a minute silence. Uh, just let's block it out, no. and it uh, it kind of pitches. It, it pitches relatively short, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Uh, first of all, let me let me say the pitch is on a massive slope, and I've never seen this much grass left on a wicket. So the bounce was very invariable. It was nice when I came onto bowl. So he pitches it relatively short, and it just doesn't get up at all. And I've tried to hit the seam off it and get bowled, and then I spend the whole of the minute silence thinking about that horrible shot. <laughs> I love the idea of as a batsman just trying to get through to the minute silence. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think that's just a mark of respect for Prince Philip, isn't it? That you were like, listen, I can't. I got to think about. It. I got to be in this minute silence. And well, no, you wasn't actually. It was a mark of disrespect for Philip because you were busy thinking about why didn't I play forward to a a, a short one that didn't rise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that that was my innings. We ended up hitting 125, which wasn't enough really on a relatively small ground. But we're the sixth eleven. We're not expecting much from us, right? <laughs> Uh, what's your what's your team called? Uh, St Chad's. St Chad's. Well, yeah. shout out to St Chad's. We're, we're trying to get the, some rain stop play merch. The closest cricket club to Headingley Stadium. I think. Wow. Okay. That's that's, so, that's probably, probably a, a claim to fame, isn't it? Well, do tune in next week for Zach's tales of village cricket. Um, are you playing again next week? I think we've got a week off this week, but I did wow. bowl as well, and I bowled okay. I bowled I'm sorry, well. I didn't even know. I forgot you were an all-rounder at five. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. Ben Stokes over it. Um, I didn't take a wicket, but I bowled six overs for 17 runs, which is... Very economical. Tight, including a 15-year-old hitting me for six over long on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you discount that, really good bowling figures. You'd like get as a third bowling of your there. damage, that, that, one, that one shot. Class. Well... Exactly. In a couple of weeks, then we'll hear more more tales from Zach's village cricket. That was fun. That was very fun. Um, right, let's talk about some real cricketers and some better cricketers than Zach. You know, excuse me. Um, not much. Not one much. Um, oh, we're not there yet, Will. We're not on Rajasthan yet. He tried to go. We're going county champ first. If you, you know, if you're talking Durham, maybe, but 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 some of the rest, not so much. Um, well, let's just chat about some of the headlines quickly, Zach. I think for me as a Sussex fan, Ollie Robinson. I was busy on Sunday and I saw uh, the tweet, we got nine for 78. And I thought, oh, well, that's good match figures. No, that was for one innings. Uh, bowled out Glamorgan, uh, winning by a decent margin did Sussex. They're now top of their group um, with some helpful bonus points. Uh, what else happened? Knox managed to lose again um, from a winning position. Um, Ollie Pope was in the runs um, on that, that, that road at Oval. Essex somehow won. Durham threw that one away. Uh, it was a really exciting weekend, actually, Zach, wasn't it? You, you were watching a bit of it, and unfortunately, your boys Somerset lost to local rivals Gloucestershire. What happened there? 
Yeah, it was a pretty close game. Lambby got two ducks. So that's three out of four for the season yeah, so far. That, that so was your little shout, wasn't it? That's, that's your guy, isn't it, Lambby? Mm, so, yeah, that's a bit disappointing. We ended up getting 313, I think it was, in the first innings. It was kind of a bit of a stuttering performance. Stephen Davis hit hit about 80-odd, I think. And then, then we bowled them out for 309. So it was pretty much, you know even Stevens and then then we got skittled for 149 and it wasn't it wasn't like the pitch started doing anything the pitch kind of flattened out apparently flattened out a little bit through the first day so them chasing 150 odd wasn't anywhere near enough so they just knocked it off with uh, only losing two wickets so not a great result against the local rivals yeah and that was the first time Gloucestershire won at Somerset since 1993 so just rub that in a little bit more for you um, you don't, where else? You don't count T20s because they beat us in T20s every year. Oh, well, that, you, you sound so dejected. This, come on, it's yeah. gonna be a good season, Zach. It's gonna be a good season. Um, what else happened? Because Matt Parkinson bowled oh. the ball of the century. Um, Shane Warne did tweet saying, "Yeah, you know, was it his first ball though?" I was like, "Well, okay, Shane, do one." Um, but mate, what what a delivery! And the poor kid's been stuck in a bubble for eight months or however long it's been. And he and he rips that past the outside. His pitch's outside leg, I think. Yeah, well outside leg and hit top mm-hmm. of off. Did Lancashire win that yeah. game? I think they did, didn't they? Uh, yes, I want to say so. I want to say so. Yeah, yeah, they won. They won comfortably. Yeah, they they were they they were kind of skittling North fans, and Parkinson was bowling really well. It was his that was his third wicket he took. Nice. One one thing we can't we can't not mention is Mohammed Abbas. Oh, of course, of that course. That was an unbelievable spell. I watched a bit of it. I, I turned on. For hat trick ball, just because I'd nice. seen that he was on a hat trick, I was I t- switched it over and then he just continued to go, and you know got the hat trick and took six for, without you know just had no answer to it. Middlesex had no answer to it. Seventy nine all out in the end, and 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 then they decided not to enforce the follow on and just battered them into a hole and then there was no yeah. hope. It was impressive, wasn't it? And then obviously Hampshire got loads of runs because Hampshire were very good. Uh, yeah. Abbas's figures were very symmetrical. 11 overs, 6 maidens, 6 for 11. But obviously when that's written down, it's 11-6, 11-6. So that was quite pretty as well. Um, what a pickup that is for, for Hampshire. That They look as lethal as I think we said. Uh, we, did have a, we do have a, few, a full county championship preview pod. You can go and listen to That was last week's pod. If you want to hear more about all these teams... Um, but let's get into the IPL, it's what we're going to talk about for um, the rest of the pod. We've timed this well, boys, a little bit by accident, because we we do kind of do these things a bit ad hoc. But 12 games have been played, that's 20% of the regular season. Uh, every team uh, has played three games, so we've got a nice idea of how they're all doing early in this tournament. Uh, and here we are to chat about it, and I am going to hand over to Will now, and I can say he's chomping at the bit. Uh, the flag has now fully left the wall. It's not even It's not even drooping anymore, it's just given up. Um, and that's what they did today. Um, we'll start at Rajasthan. So played three, won one and lost two. They beat Delhi Capitals thanks to a, an unbelievable knock by the expensive Chris Morris. Um, but as we were saying before we came on, Will, you could have beaten Punjab Kings um, if that Sansom Six had just got a little bit more air underneath it. Well, not six because he got out. Um, and then today was the real collapse against CSK where probably after 10 overs, you were you know, neck and neck. I thought it was going to be a great finish. And then there's a middle order collapse and obviously you lost Ben Stokes to injury. Archer's not back yet, if he will be at all. What's the sit rep? What's going on with Rajasthan? I mean, you know, by no means are they totally out of it yet. They've won that one game, which was handy, but they just look a little bit daft, (laughs) for want of a better word. 
<laughs> they do, and they're clearly not a great team, albeit they're in a slightly weird position where I don't think they've played well once in the three games so far. But weirdly, they could have won two of them. Um, you referenced that first game where basically nobody batted well at all, apart from Sanju Sampson, who managed to get his 100 first uh, debut 100 for a captain, I think, in the IPL. So that's a nice little record for him. Then getting to the last ball, which we all loved in the Rainstop play group chat, and rightly so, turning down a single off the penultimate ball, going for a six off the last one, getting caught and losing the game. But technically, you were within one, within a, within a few meters of winning that game. So, you know, it's not a horrible result. Then they go and win the second, but again, didn't really deserve it. The batting order collapsed again. Chris Morris did his one sort of big smash batting at the end of an innings to win a game for the season. So I suspect that's him done yeah. now. He's, he's, yeah, t- he's ticked exactly, his price tag box. That's exactly what I thought when he did it. Um, but I think as much as they're not very good, and, and daft is probably a pretty decent word for certainly their batting at the moment, Dan, we have to have a bit of sympathy for them because they weren't looking great going into the season and then having lost probably their two best players in Stokes and Archer, it, it was never going to be a great season. Um, so I guess the, the question for them is just, can you get to the point when Archer possibly comes back if he plays the second half of the season and you haven't lost so many games that it's a complete write-off? <laughs> I think that's the, ch- the, the challenge for Rajasthan at the moment. I think, yeah, like you say, it's going to be tough. And it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be easy when they hadn't lost Stokes. Like we, we, we predicted it was going to be a tough season for them. But like you say, they could have won two games, which seems weird considering how bad they've looked. I really like um, Chetan Zakaria, though, because he's, you know, left arm. He seems to love himself. Well, not love himself. He just loves playing cricket and it's great. And he's got (laughs) a smile on his face. And his name almost sounds a little bit like Zachary. So, you know, I'm a big fan of that. You you love comparing yourself to very successful cricketers, don't you, Zach? (laughs) You love it. It's been Stokes, Curran. As soon as the left armour comes on, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, a bit of me. A bit of me. I've got to have something. <laughs> he took that unbelievable catch as well, didn't he? In his first IPL game, was he a third man or fine leg or something? That was that was off. That was to get Puran out, I think, wasn't it? That was that was pretty cool. Um, and then Sanju Sampson issue, and it was the commentators today that made me slightly more aware of this because obviously he had his unbelievable hundred um, in the first game. Since then, he's only scored five runs. And the commentators are going in on him like he's got way more potential than what he's doing at the minute. He's got no consistency. You know, he's the captain of this team. You know, are they being a bit um, overzealous, Will, do you think, with him? Is he that essential to this team? Because he seems like a bit of a, a bit of a strange player in that he can go mad with 119 and then, and then find some pretty rotten form. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that's really been the story of his whole IPL career. He's He's not that young at this point i mean he's a young captain he's still improving in his game but he's not like a breakthrough 21 year old at this point i think he's he's 24 25 now Six, so he's 26 26 even, even. Yeah. oh god yeah. really getting uh-huh. on yeah, he's, getting um, on <laughs> he's 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 the wrong side of my test on this podcast which is is a player younger than me if not <laughs> they get less benefit of the doubt exactly um this is a metric which becomes less useful as we age but but that's fine yeah. but, but my point being that we've got enough evidence of him in the IPL now to know what kind of a player he is and he is just inconsistent he's got a great score on his day but I don't think you can rely on him for a 30 40 50 every single game at the same time he's probably not the problem 
with that lineup. I mean, we're losing Stokes and replacing him with Vora, who I think they said on commentary today has opened the batting in 50 IPL innings and scored three half centuries, which isn't a great ratio. Um, so he, so he's probably not the long-term solution there, partnering Butler. At which point, Samson usually has to come in much earlier than he'd probably like. He then ends up partnering Shivam Dubey a lot of the time, who scores at a snail's pace. So there are plenty of other issues in that side. Dubey really confuses me because he came in at he came in ahead of David Miller today at four, and again the commentators are saying this this battle needs a bit of rejig. What is what is Shivam Dubey? What's his what's his USP? Because he doesn't look like a, a pinch hitter or like a, a free flowing scorer like Coley who can tick along at 120 nice and easy. I don't quite get what he is, especially his number four batsman. No, I agree, and he he feels like he's he's square peg into round hole in that position because mm. he's he's just a sort of relatively tidy batting all rounder. Could probably come in at six or seven and do a very good job, but feels odd there at four. I'm, I mean, today he came in when I, I think the required run rate was something like eight and a half and over. When he came in, he was alongside Butler, and then he scored seventeen off twenty balls. And by the time that partnership was broken, it it was up into like ten, eleven required mm-hmm. run rate. It just wasn't working. I mean, it's, I think they're just one of one of a few teams we're going to talk about today that don't, I suppose, doesn't help losing to of us. They don't seem to know who their best four overseas are. And I think that's such an important thing to, you know, to the balance of a side. There we go. First one of the day. Because, hey. um, like, Mustafizal Rahman, he just doesn't look good enough to be the leading kind of seamer, leading overseas seamer for an IPL team. And there's not, you know, Chris Morris, I thought like we said this when Chris Morris signed, Chris Morris is decent enough and, you know, took two wickets today and has taken a few more. But I don't think, again, he's a leader of an attack. And I know Archer is a leader of an attack and Morris would have been really good. And we said this in the preview pod that before last season, it was the case of the fact that they needed to find the overs that Archer wasn't going to bowl. They needed to find those 16 more overs. And, you know, if they'd had Morris and Archer, it would be a different story. But neither they don't have you know they don't have a banker that's that's a great point and and the morris situation got a shame pretty early i can't remember if it was if it was in the first or the second game but we got to a point where we we were leaking runs towards the end and morris had bowled his three overs and samson just didn't bring him back on because he was leaking like 12 14 and over Mm. brought brought the the kids sicaria back on to bowl kind of like not a great position if you're supposed to be the expensive leading bowler there what any next cabs off the rank, um, either an Indian player or, or overseas. Um, obviously, Jofra Arch is the main one if he can get fit and, and will get over to India. Um, but any Indian players coming off, off the rank, will anyone that you can... And we're, we're not disaster stations yet. You've won a game. You're not bottom of the table. But, you know, it, there's something needs doing here. Can you see anything that is going to be done? Or are they going to try and stick it out with this team? I mean, not hugely. We've still got this youngster, um, Yasvari Jasbel, who's pretty got a pretty great record for his age in the Indian domestic competitions um who, who could come in and open conceivably he opened in a couple of games last season if i remember rightly and didn't quite hit it off but he's still very young he's one for the future um but certainly if it starts to look like it's really not working he's he's probably one that might come in and then they've got this sort of all-round indian spinner gopal who played the first game and as true to his form in the IPL, wasn't particularly good and came back out again. Um, I can't remember what city Rajasthan are going to in the next phase of the bubble, but it's possible that if they need a, sp- a bit more spin, he's he could be the next cab off the rank. 
Well, it was crazy that before today's game, we're, we're recording this on, on Monday after the Rajasthan CSK game, only four wickets fell to spin in the entire tournament. So that was out of 11 games. Obviously, then Moeen and Jadeja decided to take five between them. But before that, that was, that was a pretty cool stat. Um, and that leads me nicely onto CSK, who I'm loving watching at the minute, guys. And I hate to say it, and I said it in the chat earlier, whisper it, guys. Are, are these a good team now? Are these good? Either way... I find them way more interesting to watch. And it's probably because Moeen's in there um, and he's having a great time. And Curran's doing nicely. So there's a bit of English interest to keep me busy. Um, but they've 1-2, uh, lost one, winning today pretty comfortably. Uh, Zach, I'll come to you first on this because you found a way to get Moeen and Ben Stokes into England's top four. And I'm sorry to listeners, this is an IPL pod and we're going to get onto England's T20 team. But it has to be discussed because Moeen's had a really bright start um, to this IPL, which is great. Yeah, Moeen's had a really bright start, but and you, but you said it to me before, before just before we recorded that you put him in an England shirt and he seems something's wrong, and, I, and you've made me doubt like whether I even should read this out because I'm like memories. Oh, of go on, him mate. In it'll be good. Shirt, it'll be good needs... pod content because he's nowhere near my England team. I'm afraid, and I love Moeen. We all know we do, but go on. How are you squeezing him in anyway? I think I've probably forgotten someone really important. Darren Milan's out. But I think I've already probably said, I'll just read you the top six. So Roy, Bairstow, Stokes, Moeen, Butler, Morgan. Butler can float, though. Oh, you missed Johnny Bairstow out, but that's fine. No, Bairstow's two. Bairstow's oh, sorry, excuse me. Go again. Say your six again, sorry. Roy and Bairstow opening. Yeah. Stokes, Moeen, Butler, Morgan. Oh, that sounds fine to me, man. I quite like that. Well, Moeen's batting at three for CSK. He'll come back to the IPL now. And he looks very comfortable there, doesn't he? Looks like he has a role exactly. on the job. And he'll come and bowl. You know, he's not a frontliner. He'll bowl two or three. Mm-hmm. And he bowled uh, well today. He took three for today. Um, he's got 108 runs in, in his three innings. And he's, he's been very useful for a CSK side who showed again today that none of them have to go. None of them are going big yet. But they're all getting nice little 30s, nice little cameos to get them a decent score. And they just, they look handy and... You know, Donny's not had to bat yet or do anything, you know, particularly important uh, with his pads on. So that's good, isn't it? That's always a good thing for CSK and for viewers. Um, and then Jadeja, and I, think, I don't know if you boys watched the game today, but in the field, he was unbelievable. I've only got good things to say about this team. Bring bring me back down to earth, somebody. One one worry I have is, is how bad um, Charlotte Tackle's been. His, his economy has been terrible. I know you, you're a stickler for economy, Dan. Ooh, yeah. If you look at that, if you look at the game when they played against Punjab Kings, as they're now called, and Punjab Kings only hit 106 from their 20 overs, he still managed to go for 8.75 from his four. <laughs> like that's like 35 from his four <laughs> out of the 106. Like that's it's just terrible. And he went for um, sorry, yeah, he went for 53. Uh, an economy of 14.45 in uh, the other game before today. Like it's, it, it's terrible. And for their kind of, I know he's a death bowler. He's kind of their death bowler. So he's going to go a bit more and they've got, you know, Curran to open up and Deepak Chahar, who is bowled beautifully. And, but they're both kind of opening bowlers. They're not, they're not. So he's kind of their specialist close the innings out and you're going to, his economy is not going to be great. If he's closing the innings out, but you'd expect it to be better than that. And today, I think, again, again in the Rajasthan game, the, the game was done. You know, there was eight, eight and nine were batting and they needed 26 and over. He came on to bowl and he still couldn't quite find his line or length. And that was in a total non-pressure situation. Well, a few wides, dragged a few down. 
So that's definitely worrying. I think that's an interesting point you bring up, Zach, about him because if CSK are actually going to go long into this tournament, go deep into this tournament, um, they need people like him to be there pretty regularly. But you look at their net run rate, 1.1 is big. We know how important run rate is if you're, you know, close on that top four bubble. So yeah, CSK doing nicely so far. Let's move on to RCB, um, who are top of the table, uh, 1-3, lost none. Looking very handy, aren't they, Will? And um, AB de Villiers is sort of the man, isn't he? And then you got Coley. And what we sort of said in that preview episode all seems to be coming true, doesn't it? Um, and I'm, I've been presently surprised with Jameson. I was a bit worried for him. But he's taken a few wickets. He's been handy. Um, are they looking you know, a bit ominous to you to kind of run away in the group stage? Well, what I said in that preview pod was... If I have to bet, I'll, I suspect this might be the year that RCB miss out and we'll get angry Coley. <laughs> so that looks like a classic rain stop play stupid prediction. It's true, true to form, mate. True to form. We're just <laughs> talking our asses, really, aren't we? <laughs> As always, I've cursed them into into good good fortune. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the one name that you left out from that list there was Glenn Maxwell. And I think he, interestingly, parallels that slightly more secure role in the batting lineup that, that Moeen has. And they're both now coming in at three or four very clear what their role is and it's to be the exact opposite of the anchor at four or the strange Shivam Dubé role it's very clear what it is and it's to start hitting <laughs> and get the run rate up early doors um, I, I, I like Coley in that opening role um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Padikau's back from uh, his, uh, his his spell out with, with coronavirus <laughs> pleased to see him return to fitness and get back in the team um, and yeah Jameson has basically with a little wobbles in the first game I think Mm-hmm. basically proven to be that overseas seamer with a bit more pace that, that they've been looking for. So they look very, very healthy at the moment. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot to like about this team. I don't I don't know if I don't I think you already mentioned it about Maxwell. There was there was a coach who did an interview on the side who said they've got some analysis that shows he kind of takes ten balls to get going because they were questioning why is he coming before Avery de Villiers who obviously has an unbelievable record and you know Maxwell's IPL record is is pretty terrible. You know, overall, but he's been brilliant so far. They just said he takes 10 balls to get going, so they want to make the most out of him as well as, you know, A.B. de Villiers being A.B. de Villiers. It's so interesting that, yeah, I think comparing to Moeen as well, they were both, what, probably batting at six and seven last year for their respect. If Moeen got a game for RCB, he was low down. Maxwell for Kings 11, as they were, was you know, five or six, yeah. And Kings 11, well, Punjab Kings would be kicking themselves now because... Um, uh, did he not hit a six the whole tournament? Was that correct, Maxwell? So he's hit eight already this tournament in three games. You love to see it, don't you? And he's obviously in a bit of better nick and maybe he's in a better position and the coaching staff are doing better as well. Um, I-, I asked this to Will, uh, Zach, while you briefly ran off. Um, uh, are they looking ominous, basically? Um, uh, are they going to run away with it a little bit after Will famously predicted they would not make it this year? I don't think they're going to run away with it, but they do look very good, especially yesterday against a KKR who weren't very good. I don't know, because they, obviously they're playing at Chennai, which had had low scoring pitches and managed to hit 200 out of nowhere. And it was a very, it was a very well built innings, I felt, because they didn't, they weren't going after it from the start kind of thing. They were only going at about eights. And it was, it was like they'd done their homework and properly analysed the other games, because the other games we'd seen batsmen, if you, if you get out, it's really hard for a batter to start towards the end of an innings at Chennai. So it felt like they'd properly done their homework and were kind of building and just built up towards that really big score that they got. And obviously, KKR got nowhere near it. 
Um, on these bubbles, then, I'm a little bit naive to this. Do we know where they've been and where they're moving to, just for listeners to get an idea of, you know, where teams have been, what might those pitches do, and where they might be moving to next? Because I think we've just today moved into the next phase of bubbles, right? So we move after today. So right. the, so I've got, I've got a list of down what they're going to be doing now. Cool. So CSK and Rajasthan Royals are staying in Mumbai. Yeah. And they're going to be joined by... RCB and KKR in Mumbai. And then the teams, so, and then Mumbai and Sunrisers are staying in Chennai. And obviously Sunrisers have been, we'll, go, we'll come on to Sunrise, but Sunrise, I was I was looking at it today because I was like, Sunrise is obviously going to want to get away from wherever they're playing now. <laughs> but they're staying in Chennai with Mumbai oh. and being joined, and being joined by Delhi and Punjab Kings. Nice one. Okay, that, that all makes sense to me. I'm sure there's a website for it for listeners if you want to get a bit more of a visual idea because I'm str- my Indian geography is not great either. So I've got no idea where they are, what state they're doing or what they're doing. Um, but yeah, should we, come on to, should we come on to Sunrisers? Because they're probably the slight surprise, the early surprise of the tournament uh, in a bad way for them. Uh, lost their opening three games. And I've seen, including ourselves, I've seen other cricket journalists, um, podcasters, etc., probably have them in their top four for the end of the season. Uh, they still could go there, but um, they've just really, really struggled. And I mean, they have played RCB, uh, but they've lost to KKR in a bit of, in a bit of a weird game. And their other loss was against Mumbai. So they, they've played some tough teams, um, but they're just struggling, aren't they? I think, do we think they've potentially not quite found their lineup again yet? I think that happened to them last year, didn't it? Where they couldn't quite get their batting order right. And there is a wealth of talent in there. So maybe that is a bit of a problem. So, um, anyone got any suggestions as to why they've started so slow? I'd say one of the reasons, like you said, they, they're one of the teams that hasn't, like, their fourth overseas slot, Nabi's played one, Holder's played one, and Majib's played one. They need, you know, it's so hard for anyone to do anything if they're just in for one game, and, oh, you have an all right game, you're gone. Like, need, none of them have performed especially well, but you need to try and have a, I know you usually don't chop and change if you're winning and you do if you're losing, but you need a bit of a settled side at the beginning of a tournament because it's been a while for a few of these players since they've played. They need, you know, a few games to maybe get into it. I think they've kind of, it's a similar problem they had last year is that Rashid Khan is bowling relatively well, you know, as he always does. His economy's very good, but but, but teams are able to just play off his overs like they were last year because the other bowlers just aren't doing well enough. We thought before that Boovy coming back and being in great form would mean that's four more overs they've got of a very high-quality player, but he's he's been hit about quite a lot. Shabazz Nadim, we saw him in that one test match. Like, <laughs> come on, mate, give up. <laughs> that's my new favourite take of any podcast. I love that. I love that our enemies of the pod now seem to be Michael Vaughan and Shabazz Nadim. <laughs> let's get around for dinner when the lockdown's done. Let's 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 make up. But yeah, that is a weird little group of people we dislike. But yeah, carry on. Will. What what are your uh, sunrises thoughts so far? Just give up. Just give up. <laughs> what? Again, like like RCB, they're they're deliberately trying to make me look like a fool for consistently backing them. I did it last season. I said, oh, maybe they'll win. And then they didn't win. And then I decided to say, maybe they'll win this year. And they're not going to win this year. But Zach's absolutely right that they've got this consistent problem over multiple seasons now where they've fundamentally got too many overseas players and not enough good Indian players. And yet, despite that wealth of resources, 
whatever they pick, whatever lineup they go with, always seems to be the wrong one. It took them three games this season to open with Bairstow, which until the early part of last season, when it wasn't going quite so well, for the last couple of years before that, Bairstow and Warner had been the best opening partnership in the IPL. So I'm, I'm really not sure why they're trying their hardest to mess around with that. If, if I'm looking at that team, you just open, you keep it simple, you open Bairstow, Warner, and then I think it's probably Jason Holder and Rashid Khan are your two other overseas. And then you just need overs of bowling from whichever Indians can step up to the plate on a given day. Well, the thing is, is you look at their team on paper from thinking about how the winter and the winter for Indian players, because they've got Natarajan, who doesn't seem to have done anything for them. And, you know, I, I feel like my problem with Natarajan, well, not my problem with Natarajan, I feel like the problem with Natarajan is because he's so famously this Yorker bowler, it's almost like he's decided it's the only thing he can bowl. So everyone knows at the death he's going to just bowl full, which is, you know... Obviously, if you can do it really well, like Bumrah or Rabadakan, or Natarajan is also pretty good at it, it's pretty hard to keep out a, a Yorker. Not like I've you know, got too much experience with it, but it seems pretty hard to keep out a very fast, uh, accurate Yorker. But when you're going to bowl it every ball, or pretty much every ball, you then can get used to it and you know what's happening. You can you know adjust. So I, I feel like... He needs to just start bowling a few off cutters. You know, he needs to learn from his mate Shahzal Takur. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> not just yet, but maybe later into the season. And it's it's just so obviously their bowling that's the problem as well because uh, Manish Pandey, Warner, Bairstow, they've all been in the runs at points. So you just feel like if if you can get Boovy and Rashid bowling eight pretty tight overs, and as you said, Will just try and find a few Indian bowlers that could do it on the day. That sounds quite tricky. You know, you've got to wake up and see what mood they're in or just, you know, flip a coin for some. Not a great way to run an IPL franchise, I imagine. But I don't know. They seem like they still could be close and could make a late season run. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, there's there's still enough talent in that team. And frankly, no one else is 100% consistent. I mean, even Mumbai have struggled this year. So... It, you know, it, we know it's always tight in that three, four, five, six positions. Run rate's going to come into it. If they can get their act together and get, get out of whichever city they're playing in and, <laughs> and go off to Delhi or whatever, um, I'm sure they can still improve. Slight problem on the bowling. Natarajan missed the Mumbai game because he's got a knee injury, um, which I'm not sure how long that's going to keep him out for. It doesn't sound like a huge problem, but but could be another few games, which is a real problem for them. Um, but it's also sort of a problem that they put themselves in. Um, because there were bowlers available, like, and I, I, I've sort of he's become my new Chris Wokes because I keep waving the flag for him. But there are bowlers available in the auction, like Umesh Yadav, who yes. you know he can offer you four consistent, pretty good economy overs, and they chose to put their resources in the overseas players. And they had such an absent uh, auction, didn't they? Do you remember they were on that table, like in the back left, and there was like three of them there, whereas all the other franchises bought about fifteen people and eight laptops each, and it was like. Can they even be bothered? Clearly not. And I think you're right. that They've probably got that balance slightly wrong. There's another balance for you as well while we're here. Um, let's move on to Mumbai. And as you mentioned, we'll struggle a little bit for, you know, Mumbai um, expectations. Um, one, two, lost one. Uh, they lost the opening game against RCB. It was a great game, actually, the first game of this year's IPL. Um, but yeah, I think we've got very high expectations of Mumbai, which, which is why I'm saying that. Um, along the way, they've beaten KKR and they've beaten Sunrisers pretty comfortably as well. I don't have much to say about this team, to be honest with you boys. Just like, you know, it's Mumbai, isn't it? Anyone got anything more interesting to say than that? 
just just one thing is is Marco Janssen, this this man child, because the rest of the team, you know, like we said in the in the uh, in the preview pod, is is very much the team they had last year, the team we expect them to play. But this 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 huge, I think he's like six foot eight man child from South Africa who is. I love man I just love the word man You're right, he is though. It's a perfect description. For he him. is. He's just huge, and he's he's quite good as well. He seems relatively good. I don't know. I just never heard of him before. Didn't know they'd signed him. And also, it was kind of, it's one of those things where I feel like if RCB had done it, or if someone who's not as successful had done it, everyone had been like, who the hell's this kid? But because it's thingy, because it's MI, everyone's like, oh, he must be really good. Their scouts are so good. He must have, you know, they must have been watching him. They must have been like nurturing him since he was eight years old or something, like feeding him, you know, Growing stuff. <laughs> Bloody hell! Sorry, wow. I've lost it early today. <laughs> Let's. Yeah, it's normally me that goes first, Zach. You've gone in early with like a sort of conspiracy theories about what they're feeding this man-child. Um, excellent. That's all we've got to say about Mumbai. Is what are they feeding their six foot eight South African player? Um, what What was that game they nicked? Was it against KKR? Yeah, that was it. And I forgot how good Trent Bolt is. He was excellent at the death there, as was the whole rolling attack. But, you know, Bolt's been with them for a few years now. And he's like, we don't talk about him that much, but he does his job very, very well. Um, And that was a game they should have lost. And we can come on to KKO after this, actually. But, you know, little wins like that are going to help them down the road. And I I, I still feel like they're going to start dominating in a minute. It's going to come soon, you know what I mean? Especially with what they're feeding them, uh, as Zach has alluded to. Um, Come on, then, let's chat about KKR, because that was a horrible... Horrible loss. Um, when they're in such a dominant position, it would have been such a statement win as well um, to have done that. So KKR won one game. They beat Sunrisers, lost two to Mumbai uh, and RCB. Um, Zach, they're your team. I, I've, to be fair, I've not watched a single one of their games yet this week. Um, so fill me in a little bit about what's going on, uh, apart from that horrible loss against Mumbai. Well, the thing is, if you look at the horrible loss against Mumbai, the bowling performance looked really good. It looked like they got their plans right. They've kind of they've got a set plan with the bowling and they're sticking to it, potentially a little bit too rigidly with what was going on yesterday against RCB because they've they've got, you know, Harbourjan bowls the first over. They basically just bowl spin for the first they, they just bowl spin for the first four overs. And then after that, after that, after the spin, then they bowl Cummins for a bit and then they've got Prasi Krishna, who's been all right, you know, he's, he's been decent. And then Russell just bowls two at the end. He just bowls the 18th and the 20th over, which seems to be working for them. You know, he took a five for and two overs against Mumbai. But it was, it's the, the batting's just been weird, though. Like Nitish Rana seems to kind of, he seems to be threatening to have that season that everyone's kind of been expecting him to have for a few years, where he finally breaks out and is actually good for more than one or two games. Because, <laughs> or, or maybe he's just had his two games where he's good for the season already. He's, I think he's the highest run sc- un- uncapped run score in the IPL. So the highest Correct. one who's not been capped by his national side, which is Correct. interesting. And he's, he's kind of annoyed me forever because he will have these amazing innings where he looks just so good. It's a bit like, it's a bit like Sanju Sampson, where he'll have this amazing innings and then just won't for ages. And Shubman Gill's been a little bit disappointing. I feel like he's kind of, there was one where he hit 21 off nine balls and it's a bit like almost, it's like, I don't. We don't necessarily want you to do that, Shubman. We want you to be there for the innings. We want, I, I feel like maybe he, 
maybe his role isn't a set. Like he's obviously it's it's fine. He can score at two hundred. Like that's okay. But <laughs> I feel like maybe it's that his, his he's kind of questioning his role on the side. But his role on the side is bat the innings, be there. You know, one twenty, one thirty, bat most of the innings, and get the side home. The the worry isn't there though. The worry is is Morgan. Morgan's just not scoring any runs. And Shakib Al Hassan hasn't really scored any runs. As been expensive. I think when they go to Mumbai, the simple change I would make is Shakib out, Lockie Ferguson in because of the slightly less spin-friendly conditions and Lockie Ferguson looks so good and gives them another a better bowling option in the middle overs and towards the end and it's something you know, obviously Cummins is relatively fast but Lockie Ferguson is just you know that bit quicker that makes a difference. So yeah I think that's the change I would make when, for their next game and I hope they do it. It does shorten the batting order though I think it would mean Cummins at seven, but he can he can bat, so maybe. Yeah, I think Zach did a did a number on KKR there as as a fan. That's probably the best analysis we're going to get. But I, I completely agree with you that they've got weirdly the same problem as as Roger Stone, which is that there fundamentally isn't a middle order at the moment, which is strange because you'd have thought on any given day one of Morgan Shakib, Dinesh Kartik, who has been a great shame after we all fell in love with him. Oh. Did, Dan only rediscovered that he plays cricket a week ago, and it turns out he sort of doesn't anymore. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's what that's exactly what I was going to say. Will is it sort of? It's, I was so excited to see him play, and now I'm already bored of him. So that, that sucks. Yeah, he got he got that one. I think it's 22 off nine, quick one. But apart from that, hasn't offered a huge amount, which is a shame. Morgan does really need to to figure out his batting, as you said. I mean, in obviously coming up, coming off winning a World Cup as England captain, he's made that sort of specialised professional captain role his own i don't know how long you can get away with that in, in in the ipl unless you put in some great batting performances so um yeah they do need to turn it around but i, I still have a weird amount of faith in kkr this season i think they'll probably still make top four oh, they just scream fourth to me for some reason they just scream like like in the football and i know i said we'd stay away from that today but chelsea are probably going to finish fourth aren't they just because they're chelsea and west ham will bottle it just that sort of thing like, i feel like maybe csk will be fourth until right at the end and then KKR take over. Um, yeah, Morgan's been in some horrible nick and he was in the England-India games as well, the, the national team games. So that's a little bit worrying. And then Andre Russell, quick shout out, who's five for 15. That's that's not a bad little... I mean, they're all caught a long off, but, you know, still five for 15, isn't it? But he's batting. He hasn't... He, has, he just hasn't... I feel like he's just not gone at all with his batting. I can't remember the last time he did like one of them innings, you know, one of the, one of the Dre Russ innings that we're always, he's so famous for. I can't remember one of them for at least, definitely not last season. So maybe the season before that. Well, the thing is, in 2019, he basically just did that and that kind of took KKR to fifth. No one else batted for KKR, yeah. basically. He'd just come in with an impossible situation. And like I think out of the five or six times he had an impossible situation, he did it twice. So everyone was like, oh, my God, it literally doesn't matter. There's 30 from an over. They need 30 and over. Fine. We've got Russell. Like, no worries. Let's move on to Delhi then. Um, they've won two, lost one. Again, nice, solid start, as you'd expect from a team like that. Uh, they did lose to to Rajasthan in that crazy game that they shouldn't have lost. That was that was the Chris Morris moment, wasn't it? His one moment of the year, as we all said at the start. Um, start with Chris Wokes. This is the Chris Wokes podcast. He's looked solid. He's, you know, up there with the big guys in the IPL and what I can't work out is I'm not I'm not in on it enough I'm not watching enough of it or do I know enough about Delhi's squad probably not is he actually going to hang around like is there someone to I feel like there's someone to come in for him do you know what I mean 
he's keeping, as far as I know, so Rabada and Nokia have arrived after the first game and Rabada's been playing, but and but they were playing Rabada, Karan and Wokes in one game, which seemed mental. So but good. yeah, and then they were just playing Stoinis as well. But they, again, don't seem to be able to decide on their overseas players because last year they had it so settled. It was Nokia, Rabada, Stoinis, Hetmeyer. And then it got ruined when Pant got injured and they had to play Alex Carey, who wasn't very good. So it meant they couldn't have Hetmeyer. And this season they they played Smith played the last game and did nothing. And they played those three bowlers at one point. And Nokia's not had a look in. And I don't think he's injured because he was playing in the South Africa games before and then has has arrived with Rabada. I saw pictures of them arriving together. So I think it's just that because Wokes has started well and it's almost like Wokes is such a different option to Nokia. If they could fit all three of them in, then wow, that would be an unreal bowling attack. But you know, it's a bit difficult considering they want Stoinis and Hetmeyer to give them the middle order power. But if they could do that, then that would be unreal. So has Steve Smith just played the one game then? And then they've gone with Hetmeyer and Stoinis and then two of Curran, Wokes, Rabada. Yeah, and one game they played Curran, Wokes, Rabada and no Hetmeyer, I think. No Hetmeyer, okay. Well, yeah. God, they've got a wealth of it. I feel like it's the same with all franchises. I'm sure we said this last season, so, you know, October time, in which it probably took until, what, they'd all played six games each for them to really know either what Indian players they want to use or general squad or which overseas players were the best. But that is that is such a wealth. Um, and how's Tom Curran been getting on from an England perspective? He had a pretty rotten sort of winter. I, he's done nothing to make me stand out, I don't think. As he, I'm surprised... Someone like Nokia isn't playing instead of him. Well, I'd rather have a batsman over him. No, well, he, he got torn apart by his own brother on the first game, didn't oh, he? Which is a... Oh, <laughs> of course. That's class. Never that a good was, experience. That was hilarious. I, I think the thing the thing for that for Delhi, again, is that last season they had, you know, Pritvi Shaw early in the season was good. Then Dawan was good. And at the moment, both of them are playing quite well. I and mean, we only had one one fifty from Pretty Sure, but one fifty in three innings. He hit a you know thirty two from seventeen as well. And Dawan's been you know brilliant as he was towards the end last season. If both of those can kind of just keep going with the brilliant opening partnerships, and then they've got you know Pan hasn't he's he, he's done quite well so far. He's nothing you know nothing on what he did at you know to England for those three months. But you know it's quite hard to to compare to that. So I think. You know, they've got the foundations of a good team, but I just do not like Steve Smith there at the top of the order, like at three. It just, ugh. Just sort I, of shoved in there, isn't he? Doesn't mm. make much sense. He is, but I, I think he's gone now. He, did, he didn't play the last game. He looks great sitting on the sidelines, frankly. There's something really funny to that, to, yes. about that to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd echo Zach. I mean, we were, we were all pretty optimistic about Delhi at the start of the season, and I think they've only backed that up. I mean, I'm always critical of, of Shuka for not being consistent through a whole season, but out of three games, he's hit an 85 and a 92, I think. Um, so not bad. <laughs> if he can keep that up, they'll be in a great place. The one that's not had a, a big, big knock yet, he got 151, but then a couple of low scores apart from that is Pant. Um, fortunately, they, they've not really needed it so far, but that, I mean, it's always a good sign, as we've said before, in the IPL, if, you've got, if you're winning games and you've still got players of that quality in reserve who aren't fully firing yet, so I think it looks pretty promising for them. Definitely. Do you reckon Pants maybe focus on his captaining too much? I don't know. One of them where you're back for the first time, can't focus on it. It's a classic excuse, isn't it? I can't, I like it... when Root came in, I can't focus on my batting because I'm thinking about fielding. I don't know. 
I think he's focusing on talking rubbish behind the stump. <laughs> and I'm and I'm fully in favour of that. that. <laughs> I'd rather average ten for the tournament but have some, some great banter behind the stumps, you know. I'm 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 all up for that. Um so yeah, solid start for Delhi, you know, as we kind of all expected. Um so one more franchise to go. Punjab Kings. Keep keep trying to say Kings Eleven Punjab. I keep having to just take a, an extra half second. Um, where are they? I'm not. I can't remember they're on the table. I've not watched much of it to be honest, boys. I've been a bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> they're down in seventh. They're, they're keeping they us company down at the bottom. But I tell you what, I did. I did watch the game where they, well, I say batted Rajasthan, but they batted first and put an, a mammoth 221 up. And I thought, right, here we go. It's all going to click this season. And they only scraped by in that game. Their volume wasn't too sharp in that one. Um, the batting was handy. And then a horrible low score against CSK where they got battered. Um, and then what was their other game? I think they got battered by somebody else. They got CSK. Uh, Delhi beat them Delhi. Uh, by six wickets with 10 balls left. And again, that was a high score. They, they, got a, they, they chased 195 with best part of two overs left. So... A little bit worrying. Obviously, the batting's fine. I mean, what's going on with the bowling? We've got Shami, we've got Arshdeep Singh. We like them. Just can't. Just, that's two high totals. Of, one they defended, but that was a high total. And one they haven't defended, and then a horrible little low run, uh, low scoring game. So, uh, classic Punjab Kings, I feel. Very on brand, even with the new name. I, I think, yeah, the, the two new, they brought in, they spent a lot of money on Jai Richardson and Riley Meredith, and neither have really looked great. You know, in the Chennai game, it doesn't matter. Chennai, you know, hit hit Riley hit sorry Jai Richardson for twenty one off his three overs, but they they needed five and over for the whole game, so it just didn't matter. But Jai Richardson went for fifty five against if, if off his four against Rajasthan, wow. and like it was it was a high scoring game, but you know he was a, he was a lot of money for them. They really can't afford to have spent that much money on someone and him, you know, go for that many. And Riley Meredith couldn't, didn't seem to be able to find his length properly in the, in the game against Delhi. And it was, you say they, they did it with two overs and it wasn't even just they did it with two overs. It was so comfortable. Delhi chasing at 198. I know they had a, you know, a decent opening partnership between Prithvi Shaw and Dawan, but it, it was just so easy for them. Like they were never, they were chasing, it, it was such a weird game because they were chasing, you know, like you said, 195, but it was so comfortable for probably half the innings like it looked it just I mean from the start it looked like they were going to get it but then from the 10 over mark it was like it was like they were chasing you know 140 it was so easy for them and it's just yeah I worry for them again and the English players in that team they don't seem to be getting a look in and maybe if, if things keep going badly they will but because it's Milan but Milan kind of only works in the Chris Gale slot and you can't really see anyone not playing Chris Gale unless he gets injured or just kind of fancies a bit of a break and then, uh, sorry, Chris Jordan is the other one, and he's just not. Can't see either of them getting a go, can you? I agree with you. I think the batting isn't the issue. So it'd be a bit weird from suddenly put Milan in there. Maybe Chris Jordan will get a game, but it's just a little bit meh with Punjab Kings. I agree. It is a little bit meh. As a slight disagreement on, is is the batting not an issue? The discourse of the day yesterday, obviously, um, they played Delhi, you know, a relatively high-scoring game. It was the first game that um, Kale Rahul and, and Mayank put on a big partnership, as they did quite often last season. But the discourse of the day became about, um, it's a bit like Pajara from the Test Series, Kale Rahul's relatively slow strike rate and how it relates to his batting impact. So I've got a stat here from, from Ben Jones tweeted this from Quickers, who we love. Um, and he says, in, in the last three IPLs, Kale Rahul has made 15 scores of 50-plus 
and six of those, so more than a third, have had a negative back- batting impact. Wow, that's fascinating. I love that stat. Anyone, anyone know what I know? Anyone know what batting impact means? I know it. I know it means that like it didn't help that much. How do they? What do you know? Anyone know how they actually work that out? Is that like you know strike rate, period of the game, stuff like that? I know what the words batting impact mean. What does it really mean? <laughs> I think it's just a bit more complex than that. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's more maths than, than the Rainstock playboys have access to. <laughs> but, but basically, we have did this have an X wicket An ex-wicket special pod one day or something, really break it down. We should um, get a real stats nerd on one day, see if they can teach us something. That would be good, wouldn't it? I feel like that's, that's our next step, isn't it? We've got the cricket bit done. You know, the humanities, discoursey stuff. Let's get a mathematician on board. Any listening, do get in touch. Yeah, yeah. spreadsheets, numbers. You can tell we're, you know, well versed in that. But we just need a bit of help. Need a bit of help. Uh, right. That that that's all the franchises then, boys. I think that was very well summed up. A little, your classic twenty percent season review. Everyone was calling for a twenty percent season review, and there is your twenty percent season review. Um, does anyone want to? Uh, does anyone want to make any daft or bold predictions? I know we're only three games in, and we're only about two weeks off making some daft and bold predictions. But does anyone want to say anything really stupid? And just hope it comes true, and then we'll sound really clever. No, no, I, I actually don't. I, I just, I just don't at the moment. I, I want to say RCB are going to falter a bit. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to run away with it. Okay, cool. I like that. We'll lock that in for next week. Will? I'll say pretty happily that there's no way Chennai are still second when we next have this conversation. That, well, that was going to be mine. I, I think Chennai will be in the top two this time next week. So, listen, we'll be here next week. We'll revisit these bold claims um, and we'll see where we're at. What percent of the tournament will we be in? Like 24, no, nearly 40% of the way through, lads. No, I'm going to stop doing that now. But there will be a bubble change next week, right? It could be every bubble change you'll hear from us. Um, Excellent. So that will wrap it up for that. Thank you very much, boys. Uh, Like I said, we're back next week uh, for another IPL review of a certain percentage. So, Zach, thank you very much. Thank you, Dan. And Will, thank you very much. Stick that flag back up for us. Let's have that waving proud next week. (laughs) Thanks, Dan. I'll nail it to the wall for next time. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.